The Tottenham Chronicles podcast is a Pochettino's barbecue production. In association with Does the Rwandan National Team Have Visit Woolwich on their shirt sleeve productions. Featuring two Sunday morning footballers enjoying the fast carnival that is Premier League football through cockerel eyes. Christian Stellini, Marco Savarani, Gianni Vio, uh, Constantino Corati, Stefano Bruno, and I mean, this is slightly more tenuous, uh, the nutritionist Tiberio Ancora. Um, those were our Conte's key staff that have remained remained in in situ um and yet at the top of that we got rid of um the boss man um antonio conte's and brother and his brother yeah the contes stood together in solidarity yes the is he a data guy the video analyst guy or something some made up job uh, i don't know yeah made up job for the brother <laughs> which get is... your brother on the payroll yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a good gig. You want to get on it. Uh, Levy must have really raised eyebrows to that one. All right, you're all right, mate. <laughs> you're all right. I know you're good, but oh, oh God, fucking hell. I know further down the line we're going to fall out, so uh, go on then. Go on then. I'll chuck that in, but we both know what's going on. Um, so to all intents and purposes, he's still here because all of these people underneath him uh, are the people that would yeah. uh, be uh, in training every day with all of the players most of the time. If you're the head coach, you're not really there that much. Uh, you do some some keynote stuff, but you're not on the ground um, all the time because you've got so many other shit things going on. So uh, it's a very, very rare event where you fire the manager or it's mutual consent. So it, it would appear that after the Southampton game, he essentially walked. Um, Sounds like it, yeah. He essentially walked. So um, uh, nothing to play for. Um, if we were going to get anything, of which we still can, but, you know, in his eyes, that um, that was it. Um, uh, mm. But we've got all the same people in, in there. So essentially he's still here. There's no chance in hell Stellini's not going to be calling uh, Conte, unless Conte's going to yeah, to enjoy it, mate. Ten weeks, I'm off. I'm off. I'm off doing somewhere else. So, I'm how long is rearranging um, my headphones? How long is Stellini been with him? See, this is the interesting thing. He's not. He's not been with Conte as long as you think. I thought he would have been okay. there forever. They would have played together and all that kind of shit. So I looked. I looked at his background, <laughs> and um, so. Yeah, Stellini and Conte have not been together as long as you think. Um, the first time was the they must have come across each other as a player. Stellini played twice for Juve, uh, quite late in his career. Uh, got a knee, uh, uh, some kind of injury, and then okay. um, was off. That went off to Genoa. But he he joined Conte in 2011, and then in 2012 he was banned for two and a half years for being implicated in match fixing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so he's taking a bullet. He's mm. taking a bullet and then he came back and then didn't join up with Conte again until 2019. Um, oh, okay. So he hasn't been with him long, really. So, Okay. When I, I understood it. They, they've been together for ages. They were buddies, roommates, uh, played together, all this kind of shit. There wasn't that much, but um, he was was imp- implicated in the, the 2012 match fixing. But funnily, um, uh, as a player in 2005, um, Genoa were in, he was a player, and Genoa were in Serie B, and they were all but promoted, and they played the last game of the season against Venezia. And the general president paid the Venezia president 250,000 euros to throw the match. They were pretty much pr- promoted already. I didn't know why they really needed to do that. But um, the Fidget, which is the people that have nailed um, Paratici, the, 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 the Italian football regulators, um, mm. on the eve of their promotion, demoted them two divisions. So they went down to Serie C, 
C1. <laughs> and um, Stellini stayed on. He once again took, took the bullet <laughs> and bullet, stayed yeah. on until they got them back into Serie A. So he joined Conte in 2011, got suspended for two and a half years in for match fixing. And I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, when you're doing your due diligence on people, yes, the Premier League is much harder to match fix than, than in other countries, it would appear. Um yeah, he came back with Genoa after doing all that stuff as a player. Man- managed Alessandria, who got fired four months later in 2017, and rejoined Conte in 2019 at Inter. So it hasn't been long. So it isn't the huge vendetta, uh, sorry, um, betrayal that we think of. The backstabbing. Yeah. What do you mean? Who are you? I'm, I'm going, boys. Um, who's coming with me? Uh, none of us, mate. None of us will. <laughs> it's the Jeremy Maguire. Well, yeah. Who's, with, who's coming who's with it? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? I'll take the fish. Yeah. Yeah. Who's coming with uh, me? Yeah, no, I presumed he was... Um, I presumed he was He was kind of part of the furniture. No. For Conte. No. He's part of the furniture that he went down for them, as well as Conte. I mean, he, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. he got um, nailed as well. Um, uh, so he's tried it as a manager a little bit here and there. Um, he managed three games, um, when Conte was banned for, for, had a touchline ban. Um, so it's not the big betrayal that you think, but it would be interesting to see if they do, um, reunite after this um yeah it's yeah. uh but as i say they haven't been together that much so i don't i, I don't know i mean they're all paid for anyway so um but i just the, yeah. the, the idea of getting mm. rid of somebody but not really getting rid of them is is such a tottenham thing to do yeah yeah it doesn't, doesn't i mean i suppose we'll find out based on how Stellini sets up, but if he sets up in the exact same way, oh. I mean, he can't do the exact same players. Yeah, I mean, can for the most part. Uh, but yeah, if he sets up in the exact same way, then we haven't really got rid of Conte. We've just no. got a guy who's towing his line, who's still still knocking about that the players just happen to like more. So it's a personality issue. It was a personality issue in the end. Um, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but um, particularly with you know you you bundle in the Paratici shit today, which is fine. Which is fine. We knew all this shit already. <laughs> we knew what we were dealing with when we got the fucking bloke. Um, Daniel Levy would have done done his yeah. due diligence on him, like he'd have done with Conte. Like you, uh, no, there's no secrets in football, so everybody would know what the hell was going on. No. Um, but. So, but in the end, uh, you kind of look at it in two ways. It's like the fans' perspective and the, and what the board perspective. And the board perspective is, we're fourth, still got a good crack at this. If everybody wins their games in hand beneath us, we're, we're officially we're officially seventh, sixth, or seventh. But we have a crack mm. at this. Um, Conte's come in. He's like Mourinho before him. Helped us maintain. Um, a status quo uh, to a degree. Um, it's helped us keep Harry Kane. So these are all things that have been completely in the plus column for them. Uh, kept yep. them in a conversation with all the big contracts, all the big sponsors, uh, Super League. All of that's keeping up with the Joneses is, is, remains intact, which is great. Uh, yes, Harry kept Harry Kane. Uh, we've had our massive Southeast Asia trip to to, to, uh, to Korea. All of these things are, are, are working out quite well. It's still fourth. There is a track. Uh, there is there is relatively on track, um, and it's just a matter of personality at the end to lighten the mood of the changing room for the next um, ten weeks. Just when, running. 
when we would have only been treading water with Conte, which is fine, which is just absolutely fine. As, as we said before, in Italian football, people uh, are very aware that they have short-term contracts and they leave. It doesn't mean uh, everything, you just tear it up and burn it. it, it, it just We just go through that process and we're building towards next season. And the, the, the guy that's leaving is aware of um the club's plan for next season it's it's all it's all building towards towards that and, and the next guy um so and we, and we have a better better squad than we've had in in, in many a year we've been decimated with, with injuries so he's got the better players in we're in a better place we've got next season if all those guys are fucking fit we can we can do something um so we're in a, in, a, in a better place. So if we finish fifth, it's, I've heard people say that let's let's burn, chuck this whole thing, and it would be very difficult for us not to end up in some form of European competition next season. It's going to be yeah. if we if you're looking at maybe losing seven out of the next ten mm. to not get into Europe. So. Yeah, I can't. We're, we're slightly I can't back into happening. match fixing if if that shit goes on. Um, <laughs> which Stellini's like, uh, you know what to do, Giza. You know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. um, so it's as you were. Yeah, it, it seems upset. So you think about the fans. So the fans is we want better football. Fine. Um, we want trophies. I don't know how you achieve that. Um, with the way things are stacked up against, particularly with the ununified team, yeah. and what you, you, we can't, we can't do them. We can only do us, and and we've lost sight of us um, for a little bit. Yeah. We're, we're still playing COVID football, and COVID is actually still around, but I'd like to think it's ended. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're still playing COVID football. We need to, we need to dream a little bit more now, um, rather than just scrambling yeah. around. Um, and it's great that it's reinforced the fact that we can't do them, we can only do us, and so let's be ourselves better. And there's nothing more dangerous and scary for other teams is when Tottenham be be Tottenham because they're yeah. they're, they're carefree, they're unpredictable, and you might get pumped. Or we might just roll over and die. Yeah, oh, that's it. And that scares yeah. other teams. That's, that's our badge of honour is that we can play football and we're freer and unencumbered by all the crap. But in the last few years, we've been just ground down by this attritional bureaucratic football. Um, yeah, that it's only reaffirmed that we're not that. Um, so in that sense, again, it's been <laughs> useful. It's all been for science, you know. Yeah. It's an experiment. Yeah. So we give it a go. Yeah. Okay, we don't, can't do that. Give it so a go. We'll we stop. can't do you, we'll do us. You know, that it, it really is. Um, and that, and the mo- <laughs> unfortunately, with the <laughs> not sacking all of his staff, we're, we're, we're going to continue that on a little bit. We'll be, we're like we said last week, um, like do exactly what you were doing before, but within your roles, be freer. And so, that's what we've done. Yeah. I didn't envisage that we'd go this route, but essentially it's the same thing. It's like keeping Conte, but having Conte not there, but we're going to have these guys underneath him that don't have to call him to make a, or WhatsApp him to make a substitution whilst he's on his sickbed. So now it's do what you yeah. want. Um, like the, 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 the moment, the, the video that we saw of, you know, when David Sanchez got sent off. Oh, sorry, sorry, he should have got sent off. Um, David Sanchez came on after Romero was sent off, and then uh, Mason, yeah. Ryan Mason is there going, Ryan Mason, oh, come yeah. on, guys, come on, come on. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't what we need, this isn't what we need to be doing here. Come on. Yeah, just exasperated, exa- kind of throwing his hands up. Like, what is, what are we doing here? Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, once again, Tottenham pull up a doozy. Uh, it would appear, yes, that Southampton after Southampton, uh, he's walked. They've uh, tried to work out a package. Um, it's taken a while. There's an international break, so you don't really have to announce things 
um, early. And if you announce something early, that's more expensive. So you, you spend eight, seven or eight days with the lawyers. Um, coming up with the package and then the package being you keep all of the, 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 the existing stuff and they carry on doing exactly what Conte would have wanted but without Conte micro managing or just being a, a prick um, in the background so we're free <laughs> so we're free Should of be. all that and it will be fascinating fascinating the first lineup is going to be uh, we're going to be looking at that through some kind of horrendous microscope. What is the subtle differences? What are they? What are they? How is um, Stellini different? How is he uh, free of the the shackles of Conte and the despot bastard antics? Um, so against Everton on Monday. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, it's going to be interesting. To see, yeah. As I say, if he just continues to say the problem is like hmm. Emerson's now dead yeah. uh, is Perisic dead he looked like he died but some people were saying it might just been cramped but he, it didn't look like it was cramped hmm. like some guy went to, to try to help him stretch his leg and he, he basically told him to get the fuck off him and then rolled over in pain right. so that suggests that it wasn't cramped or he hmm. would have welcomed somebody stretching his calf muscle out which means yeah. we have one right back and no left backs or left wing backs hmm. No Ben Davies, you can't mm. stick him at left wing back. Mm. So uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, I mean, I, th- I think I saw you tweeting like maybe just fuck it to give Kulu a go at left wing yeah, back. I can see so that. I'd be interested if he persists with it or if, if forces a change in system and we have to go back to a back four with like fucking long lay at left back. Like, do we not have a youngster? Uh, there I, no, do the youth teams not play with the left hand side of the pitch? It mean? would appear they don't. I, I, I did. I got into a conversation with no some dude that there is nobody left footed who plays left side in the youth teams. Uh, I even looked what at the some fuck? of the fuck mob and, and the um, fuck mob and the um, <laughs> and I, and I, all, all of the descriptions of the players: centre back, right back, centre back, right back, uh, outside right winger. They're all right-footed. Every, everybody's right-footed. Um, and even somebody came up to me and said, uh, responded as well. I was like, yeah, dude, I think. I think we don't have one. Like, how? How can, how can you do that? In every age division, you probably have 300, 400 kids going through your system. And um, there should be some red flag system in operation where we're like, do you realize we've got no left-backs coming through? We've got nothing coming through. I mean, this is why you fucking had Harvey White playing out there only last season or the season before. I don't know yeah. what. Um, yeah, uh, that's crazy. It's bad. It's, bad. it's madness. And we obviously <laughs> don't have uh, Doherty because all that foolishness went on. Mm. So it's not like we would have been able to. Mm. Well, I don't know if you can call him back anyway. Regulon, right? is he dead? I, I, I don't know if he's can dead Can you call back at this point in the season? I don't know if you can. I, think, I, don't I know, know he did get injured. Did, I don't so. know if he's still injured. Was that the same yeah, with, uh, that Spence, well I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd, if you could get him back now, it would kind of make sense. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, this is where we find out that Stellini actually prefers to play a black four and wing backs, and he's going to stink it up even more. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. As you say, it doesn't usually make much sense if you've got a team of guys who mm. basically follow the instruction of the lead guy. The lead guy goes and then suddenly that team is going to go off and do mm. some other shit. Like they're going to, they're going to stray from the path and do what they've always wanted to do. Like the shackles have been released and suddenly all this free flying football is going to appear. No, these mm. guys have been basically doing what Conte wants. And I presume they must agree with what he wants or, why would you stick around and kind of continue to do those things? So you, you would assume it's going to be more of the same. But as you say, it may well be more of the same, but at least in those individual roles, the players will be told you've got more freedom yeah, to do shit. <laughs> um, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And even if he does change see. it, has he changed it just mm. because the squad's slightly fucked? Or is he changing it because he would rather play that? formation or that way of football I don't know are we going to see Stellini suddenly go rogue and 
play an entirely different way. But you can't imagine that that's going to be the case, really. But has there ever been a situation where a manager has been sacked and his entire staff has been kept on? I I, I wonder, you know, that must have occurred. It must have occurred because I understand the continuity of that. But but generally, you get rid of everybody. You get rid of everybody. Well, yeah, because they're obviously all going to fuck off at the end of the season. So it does seem odd. And you want to start maintaining continuity. Want to start thinking about next season? So it makes no sense to have. um, But I think only Spurs could half-ass this. Half-ass this shit. Yeah. if you knew that he was pissed odd. off from January because he didn't get the signings that he wanted, he didn't want to, he didn't get a left side, centre back, you could tell. Like you could, anybody with any idea of like body language or behavioural patterns or signs, you can see. Or is, is he just being Conte, or is he being particularly annoyed today? You can work this out, and after a mm. certain time that there's, this this continues on for, you start thinking, right? We need, we we need to start looking at looking ahead here, uh, of which we needed to start yeah. looking ahead and just bring it forward anyway, because we knew he wasn't signing at the end of the season. So it's you're just <laughs> moving it forwards a bit. It's not. Oh my god, this is a complete yeah. shock! I cannot believe. Like you would have known this. You would have known this from. When you were talking during the World Cup about getting a deal going, um, I, I, I think yeah. he didn't get what he wanted in January. It wasn't wasn't enough. It wasn't big enough. Uh, and then all the other life shit just got in the way, and then uh, just got a bit of a bit, oh, of, a, yeah, bit of a shitty miss. And the players didn't um, didn't step up enough because um, you can't be told to be that yeah uh, that weak or that ineffective or. Because like, for, for yourself, it's not going to be a situation like Stellini's, Stellini's walked in and was like, right, guys, fast and loose, boys. Fast and loose. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> well, you've got 90 <laughs> minutes of football where another, another team is playing, 11 blokes kicking a ball against another bunch of 11 blokes. There are moments where you can go rogue. Um, and, it, and you could just put it down to, sorry, mate, I wasn't following orders, but uh, the ball broke and I had to go for it. You know, you're not going to have Conte yeah. going. Yeah, I can't believe you broke like they. Um, uh, then I realised it was the Stellini game when um, away at Marseille, when Hoiberg makes that ridiculous run from deep midfield and goes all the way into the box. Um, I can't imagine a situation uh, yeah. where Conte was like, "Jesus Christ, Pierre, what were you, what were you doing going do like that. that? I don't like that." <laughs> you know, it's great you got, you got yeah, through, but don't do that again. Don't do that. I don't need that. Yeah. We, we, they could have gone up the other end. It's good. So I, you know, it, it, you you could pass it off as, oh, I saw an opportunity, and I had to go for it, and Conte would see that as risk. But yeah, you can't be playing with that much of a handbrake on all all the time. Um, and we'll we'll see straight away. We'll see straight yeah. away. But if Stellini wants to be working alongside Conte in the future, um, he can't depart too. F- Far from it, because it will look no. it will look very yeah, bad on it. it will reflect very badly on Conte going. Um, well, Stellini's obviously disagreed with me the entire time. If the first game that he plays when Basically, he's on his yeah. own, that he, he decides to go another route, uh, vendetta. I yeah. cannot trust yeah, yeah. this man. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, exactly. It's, it would suggest that he would have just been a yes man for the sake of it, sorry. but so, never respected or believed and, in what in yeah. what Conte wanted. And for all of that shit, why why do we do it? Why did Tottenham? Why does Daniel Levy want to do that? Why did Enid oh. want to do that? Because it all re- so um, the squad was napalmed, and we spoke about it before, and I said it would be a complete waste to not see their reaction. So, But now we've got a situation where it, nothing's really changed. We're still waiting for their reaction, but mm. it's not their reaction for Conte. It's their reaction for Stellini. And Stellini is Conte. You're, it, it, yeah. it never needed to be... If you're going to do it and be ballsy and fucking cut ties with the bloke, cut ties. Um, I don't, I don't, don't get yeah. this other, and, unless they would have seen, there would have been conversations before, uh, uh, various team members would have gone to 
the board or Enoch or fucking Daniel Levy and gone, oh, we just need to play a little bit freer here for fear for fear that yeah. they weren't because uh, they couldn't talk to Conte about it, but that can't be right. I mean, surely they would have spoken to him. Uh, you know, let's try something else yeah. here. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so obviously but then like, even Conte himself because mm-hmm. like in, in that um, now infamous yeah. uh, interview of his, he was like, oh, I, c- I cannot hide, I cannot hide anymore. It's yeah. like, well, why have you been hiding? I, I understand kind of if you're talking about I'm not going to hide it publicly anymore. Uh, but unless he is constantly chewing the players out, which to be fair, based mm, on some of the reports be. I've been reading, he, he may well be doing it behind the scenes. Mm. What, what are you hiding it for? How Hiding anything you, that you believe is detrimental to the success of the football team that you manage doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm. So like he was sugarcoating it this entire time. So well, why were you sugarcoating it? How is that going to help anyone? <laughs> it's uh, it's all very strange. Mm. It's all very strange. And yeah, as I said, the fact that the entire staff has been kept on suggests that it's entirely a personality thing. And that it was just him. He mm. was a prick. He had to get rid of the prick. We don't have any issues with the football, so we'll keep the guys who were basically in charge of making that football happen and just get rid of the mouthy prick. But then mm. at the same time, we're only going to keep doing what the mouthy prick what it has to do till the end of the season so why it, it doesn't make sense it, it doesn't make a great deal of sense yeah don't get I can everything it's kind everyone. of well, we don't want to rock the boat too much hmm. no, exactly yeah don't keep the guys who were tasked with carrying out his vision yeah they're the guys that are we're there still on the ground the all vision. the time they're the guys who turn up every day they're the guys that are always there they are always in contact with the players Conte is not yeah. in contact with the players as much the head coach isn't yeah. So uh, just uh, you, you, yeah, you've got these um, yeah, apparent chicks uh, underneath who execute all the orders at the behest of of Conte, and then you've kept you've kept them all on. So it's just a spursy situation where you've just you've fucking half-assed this situation. But equally, before we were talking about nobody wants to touch this because this is Conte's stink. He's got a, mm. a, a his his team. This is his team. And walking into this, you've got to unpick it. And if you fuck up the next 10 games, you're fucked. So you want to stay well clear of this shit. And if you've got um, – you want the season to end, all of you bastards leave, get the fuck out of here, and now we're going to go in a different a different direction. And that's the, the clean sweep we're after. If – Whoever comes here would have been tainted by this this Conte brush and this way of playing and the pall that surrounds and hangs over this club, this club and this team, and it's going to take them a while. Apart from Kane, it's going to take them a while to um, avail themselves of all that shit, all that crap, that heavy burden, Catholic weirdness, just weighing so heavily on this team so we're just going to get clean sweep, bring in a clown get in the jester just go out and run around a bit that's the way the needle's going to swing in in that direction the next guy who comes in is going to look like a, a complete creative genius um, after the, just the, the greatness yeah, of this any exactly yeah any Additional freedom is going to seem like we've just—I don't know—totally unlocked the uh, yep. the answer. Yep. Whereas it, yep. it, all it takes is maybe not playing a back five and still playing shitty defensive football. But yep. relatively speaking, that's going to be uh, free-flowing, exciting yep. stuff. In comparison, when in reality, it isn't. It's, yeah, it's just the much. same thing. It's just the same thing. It's just not him, and yeah. it's just not this season that has been um, tarnished by that stuff. Um, yeah, as I say, we're, we're, we're playing COVID football, mm. and we've we've kind of emerged um, um, from that. But again, I, in terms of the board, in terms yeah. of where we are, in terms of stature, in terms of sponsorship, in terms of stay, naming rights for the stadium, 
nothing really changes. We're pretty close. And the fact that we're in London, the fact that we're playing in the best league in the world, it's not like we're, we're, we have to move. We don't get promoted to another nation's league. We're always going to be here. And so the money for yeah. that in London is, is so competitive that you could win the league in France and it still wouldn't be as good as finishing fourth or fifth in the fucking Premier League. So nothing changes for them. Enoch are absolutely secure in what they're doing. Unless there's a huge, massive hit, of which there isn't. They're still in the best league in the world. It's never going to go anywhere. Facilities, training yeah. ground, uh, all of the big contracts uh, are there and, and Tottenham are involved in it. Um, yes, we will have to apply a little bit more of that. That winning the, winning the league is very expensive now. Um, yes, Lister did it, but there will be always an, an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. But it's very, very expensive. Yeah. But it, what isn't so expensive, really, in the end, in terms of um, getting a return on your investment, is infrastructure. Get your all the infrastructure right. Get everything in yeah. place that's attractive. Like it's like uh, that's attractive to investors. Um, what's attractive to investors? Yeah. Not having to build a fucking stadium. We've done it. Uh, Liverpool yeah. are going to have issues with it. Chelsea have not. They haven't been brave enough to do it. Arsenal did it nice and early. But they got fucked with the transfer. They didn't. They didn't um, create a situation where they where the the transfer funds weren't so affected by the by the stadium, which it had burnt, burnt them for a couple of years, ten ten years maybe. In fact, yeah. so we've taken that knowledge on, got stolen march on everybody else in terms of um, uh, stadium activities. Uh, weeks and months of the year where a stadium is is uh, dormant, we uh, fixed that only last week. And Saracens and Harlequins were playing at the um, the stadium. Um, something like fifty five thousand frumpy yeah. bastards watching that shit. Um, so it's all yeah. there. It's all. It's all. It's all still there. And um, <laughs> we do need to free up the football. But that won't be difficult after this. It will feel like it is um, Harry Redknapp football all over again after this uh, miserable bastard. Um, that we were all thrilled. That we were all thrilled when we got him. I was absolutely thrilled. I was like, my God. Um, that we were even capable of, of getting, getting the guy. But again, that, and nobody wants to hear it, that is the success of what uh, uh, Enoch have done. Enoch have created a successful team without any success. And that's that's <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> that we are in conversations with teams that are good when we are not good in terms of any trophies, mm. any pots, any success. So to fool mm. the world into thinking that we're successful is um, a masterstroke from that bull bastard. <laughs> Um, it really yeah. is an yeah. incredible achievement to to be involved in those conversations with the deplorable, disgusting, violently vomit-inducing the Super League. But sitting in a room with Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich guys, and there's Daniel Levy in a corner. So who who invited that guy? Who, how did he get in here? Balance sheets. <laughs> Balance sheets got him in there, and what I I don't I don't get the argument about why. um, Yes, this season with the Sheffield United and the because it was the Sheffield United with with a view to Milan, Milan and Wolverhampton with a view to Milan, and then Milan happened. It was it was it was nil all. I think, uh, and that's where I lost my shit um, because I thought that that you, you. you prepared to get we everybody. Saved we saved it for yeah. this. We saved it for this, and then we arrived, yeah. and there was nothing there. Um, but yeah. we're, we're just victims of the the, the organisation and the, the system that is uh, the Champions League. Nobody 
who doesn't win the fucking league should be in the Champions League. So they've created this thing that's not real. They've got people who are who can't win leagues in a in a in a competition just to make up the numbers, essentially. Yes, you're good. Yes, you're good, but it's an yeah. in, inauthentic, inaccurate uh, competition that uh, gives a very select few a chance of winning, really. Yeah. Uh, again, there are anomalies because it's football. I mean, and it's, the people are illiterate and they're running around a football and yeah, running around a pitch. And yeah, I understand it. But basically, very few people win it. But they can't play themselves. They've got to play someone. So they've opened it up to fourth place. Yeah. I don't get the argument that what's the point of getting into the Champions League when you can't win it? This It's just a construct that will, yeah, no, will change again. The Super League well, is a construct. Maybe... Yeah, but yeah. nobody has that argument about the Premier League. Precisely. It's, it's, because it's, you can't it's, go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? You don't want to be in a competition that you can't win. What's the point what in participating in a thing that you right, can't win? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, so, well, then that's competitive Why does anyone play? Then, <laughs> that's the whole, yeah. yeah. The whole artifice of all sport ends. So, well, everybody can't win. Okay, goodbye. Hmm. So, I, no, exactly. And what does that say to all of these lower league teams who are like fucking running themselves ragged every weekend? Yeah. They're not, they're, they're not winning stuff. But it's yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, the Champions League is weird because what roughly seventy five percent of the teams, probably more 85 percent of the teams aren't yeah. champions. <laughs> they aren't champions. It's the also rounds league. Yeah, because I mean we get four, but other leagues, you know, they only get two or three or whatever. Uh, but yeah, you're talking about a good 80, 85% of the teams in it aren't aren't champions. But then if it was only champions, then what, how many have you got, like eight teams? Yeah. They'd be straight to the quarterfinals. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, boys, we made the semis. We made the semis. <laughs> yeah. It's just a construct. It's all this is I, I, well, you know, we've spoken about this before, but uh, people get so hot up about the Champions League. People would get less hot up about the Champions League if if it was just three teams. I mean, yes, in other countries there is that, but it, it, it's the fourth place yeah. thing has just created this really. How many other countries get four? I don't know. It's got to be I Spain, right? I don't think right? it's many. I can't. No, I don't think it's many. Germany. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure they do get four. Maybe did they? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think Italy anymore. It's all coefficients, isn't it? So yeah, maybe Spain. So they, they did kind of weight it in favour of the Premier League uh, when they moved it to four. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, nobody would really be talking shit if it was top three. And even if it was top three, that's still. I think we'd, we'd all not... feel a lot oh, happier about our club if if um, fourth didn't exist. Because fourth is a reward for nothing. It's nothing. Like third, you might get close to winning a league, but fourth is just. It's so when nowhere near it yeah. that you're, uh, you're, you're, you are nowhere near winning the thing. So just just remove it and then everybody wouldn't give a shit about fourth and then you'd really have to have a big brilliant team um yeah. uh, to because you'd be third and you'd be closer you'd be closer to the action but fourth you're miles off mm. fourth you can be like 30 well, points behind the, the winner i know exactly yeah and and i mean in if you look at sports like the olympics there is no fourth medal it's, yeah. it's top three. That's the podium. Gold, silver, bronze. That's it. So the idea that we've suddenly just invented a new important position. But yeah, as you say, you could you be 30 points off top of the league and then playing next season in the same competition. As and then the you're in the Champions League. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. just the construct. Getting fourth, yes, is a trophy because, it just, because it's being created that way. Um it, and, and it will change again, and we'll be hat up about another system that they create to fuck us all off. But you've got to look beyond it. It's uh, it is a trophy. Fourth 
fourth is a trophy in the way that is currently set up for us um because it's yeah. all the money it's an fa cup final every other fucking week because being in the champions league is is so much superior to being in the fa cup I mean, it's yeah, huge exactly. it's you something want to be you can dream on there's loads of games big games it's 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 it's, it's it is an absolute trophy and i suppose in enix mind getting in it is all there is to it because it's just a game within a game and winning a thing is too expensive but getting in this isn't so expensive they balance that yeah it's a great effort they balance the numbers they balance the numbers is like where you can get this high with a certain amount of expenditure and that's working obviously it changes every year and it goes up um with the view to the competition around us the competitors around us but you can hit a certain number ish every season hit but get around that get around that position yeah and get close and with 10 games to go um and it's, it's just you know it's available to us you know we've got if any of our players actually start delivering anything of any consequence um of which we are apart from notwithstanding Harry Kane, um, if any of the others turn up and give us anything by way of goals and assists, um, yeah, we might be dangerous. We might be dangerous, but this, you know, yeah. well, I haven't seen oh, yeah. it. I haven't seen it yet. Even last season, we had like, the Leicester yeah. away, we had the Man City away, uh, the Arsenal at home. Going. Yeah, we had the Arsenal at home. We had something, but I can't even think of a yeah. with Marseille away uh, as we scrape through that. Uh, I can't I think can't of anything else. People, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We just need a few of those. Much. Not, I don't need last-minute winners anymore because they they take too much out of you. But then again, we're not playing two games a week, three games a week, so it's not really an issue. Mm. Um, Yes, so uh, they'll be freer now without Conte, but we're essentially doing the same thing, but um, slightly looser within their roles. Um, yeah, so Everton away, Everton away. Yeah. So uh, well, I don't know what Daesh is doing. I think they're hovering above the the drop. Uh, how, how, what, what's the uh, Everton team going to be? Sean Daesh and maybe Arsenal, but not... What's that? That's the thing. I don't even. I've not seen any Everton. It has there uh, because I know they had the. Did it was Sean Dyke's first game against Arsenal? Yes. Did they get a draw? Was that a draw? I think did they beat them? Oh no, they beat them. Oh, they it was a draw, them. I think. But, yeah. No, I think they yeah. did beat them. I, I think, think they did beat them. them. Yeah, yeah. It was a corner flicked on and has, some nastiness. Has that bounce continued? No. Has has their form continued beyond that, or is it just reverted back to shitness? It's just I've gone back to the mean. A little bit. I mean, it shouldn't even be a conversation. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we shouldn't even have to be contemplating yeah. you know, what the result might be against Everton. Which is crazy when you think about what, five, well, maybe more than five, six years ago, we, us and Everton, were, we were the guys. We were the just outside. Yeah, yeah. The top four. We were the other guys. We were like, a, a, yeah, the top four, maybe five. And you had us and Everton, then all the other shit. So their fall from grace has been been quite something. Uh, but yeah, the idea that we're having to even think about whether we'll get a result against Everton is a signal. It's an indication of kind of where we're at this season. <laughs> slightly, slightly shambolic. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. As you say, like the the, the point of like you said uh, on the last one, kind of like this, the Southampton rant was basically the Burnley rant from last season. It was designed yeah. specifically to get a rise out of people. I mean, it may, as you say, it may also have been his resignation letter, mm-hmm. um, but it would have been to, to fundamentally, if he's calling the players out because he did specify afterwards or clarify afterwards that he was talking about the players, he would have been doing that to get a reaction out of them, but. Mm he's not around to get that reaction. So any reaction that they do get isn't for Conte. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it would just be a middle finger up and suddenly they'll all start playing really well and be like, yeah, you're holding us back. Uh, and the system this whole time was fine. It was just you fucking us up. But yeah, as you said, any reaction we get 
arguably will be kind of a not new manager bounce because it's not a new manager. Uh, but the form under Cellini generally was good. Mm. So it's going to be very hard to gauge what where their heads are at. Um, mm. uh, yeah, fuck those. I mean, we, we should be beating them. We should be beating them. I mean, yeah. I'm expecting a couple of players. As I say, like, certainly there were a few players. Actually, it was only Hoybier and uh, Kulisevsky who, who were like, yeah, he's not talking about us. So mm -hmm. uh, it's cool. So I wouldn't expect to see much of a reaction from those guys, but there may be a couple of others. And Poro, obviously, mm. he doesn't give a shit because he's brand it. new. So mm. nothing Conte says is, is going to be exactly, yeah. So I've, I haven't even unpacked my bag yet, so I know he's not talking about me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I fancy us to beat Everton, but... The fact, the, the, it's going to be the same fucking team, isn't it? It's going to be Forster, fresh from his England corner. Uh, did you see Forster even brought Tottenham merch to yeah. the England dressing room? That was, that was quite good. They brought his Tottenham bag. They brought his Tottenham yeah. bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, these, these footballers yeah, are so stupid. They don't even have their own bag. He's, he's... Oh, no, no. Exactly. I think... I think I was, who was it? Some some former player or coach or something is still yeah. walking around wearing Tottenham T-shirts. Like, <laughs> no, Pochettino still like, doing you know, it. It just means you don't have to buy clothes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he'll probably be doing it in the hopes that somebody takes a photo to kind of remind the world that yeah. he wants to come back. Yeah, yeah so it'll be the same arseholes. Well, actually, yeah, there, no, are a few, there are a few cheeky bits <laughs> yeah. in this. Over here, Forster, Romero, Dyer, <sighs> Dongle. I don't know who's playing the left wing back. I suppose it's going to be Perisic. Hoiberg, Skip. Um, if he's if he's fit, yeah. Aporo, Kulu, Kane, Son. <laughs> It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same line. It's going to be yeah. the same, yeah. You would think so. Yeah. I'd say, really, uh, I mean, we weren't expecting any different, really. I'd say no, no, we're not going to no, suddenly no, no. see Stellini and all of the background staff Dan be Juma like, okay, top. boys, that cunt's gone, so let's, uh, yeah. let's get back to a back four. Yeah, I mean, Dan Juma, I think I saw today somebody kind of saying, yeah, he's unlikely to sign permanently. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it was hardly a surprise. He's played five minutes of football, scored once, and then never played again. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking what, ludicrous. What, 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 just, yeah, uh, he'll get uh, minutes. Yeah, yeah. What I find hilarious about the whole thing is that if that VAR hadn't happened, we would have sat third and he wouldn't have gone. He would have still had all the grievances yeah. that he wanted to, yeah, yeah. to tell the world, but he he would not have gone. So v, VAR, mm. in the end, got him sacked. It's yeah. I mean, he definitely would never not have said any of the stuff that he said in that interview. If he was hiding stuff, he would have continued to hide it because we yeah, he would have carried on hiding it. At least, yeah, yeah, at least publicly. Who knows? I mean, as I say, there's isn't that kind strange? of reports from nothing would have happened if if we'd been. I mean, this is, these are the fine margins. That's yeah, how flimsy these are the, this all ridiculously is. Ridiculously fine margins we're dealing with. Yeah, that's how flimsy it is. But also, the, yeah, the, 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 the bosses don't look at that and go. We were that we were fucking a wafer away from being third, and yeah. because some random shit happened with a dickhead who didn't look at the or was told not to look at a monitor, we sacked the bastard. And I suppose that I suppose that is why they hadn't got rid of all the other guys because it is all, all of his staff it's because it's that flimsy it's that fucking flimsy but we have to make some fucking um, yeah. statement so we're going to make this statement but we're also not acknowledging that was soft as fuck that was soft as fuck but we're going to have to do something so yeah. here we are yeah. hopefully it has the desired result we're not going to change everyone uh, we've trained for two years to play this way. We're not going to throw it away immediately. Uh, that bullshit fucking decision has fucked us. But there we go. Uh, we roll with it. And uh, Conte can get healthy and continue to twerk for Milan or Inter, wherever the fuck he was doing. And away we go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all so stupid, isn't it? It's all so stupid. It's like, did you see the Tim Sherwood stuff? Like it's uh, talking about how oh, Spurs are a laughing stock. We're fourth in the league, mate. I know exactly. 
Like if exactly. we're a laughing stock, what the fuck does that say for about every other team that's below us? Uh, it's all in the same talk sport shit that he was doing or whatever. Oh, yeah. He was essentially talking about how modern managers with their low blocks and their transitions and all of this language that they use and all of this overcomplicating of, of football essentially is bollocks. But then goes on to say that Pep Guardiola is the best manager the Premier League's ever seen ahead of Alex Ferguson. I was like, if you sat down with Pep Guardiola and started talking about low box and transitions, I know for a fact he would chew your fucking ear off <laughs> because he believes in all of that shit. He's like, this is the student of football type bollocks where every single manager now who is kind of worth his salt is talking about that stuff because it does make a difference. Yeah. Whereas I remember Tim Sherwood when he was at Tottenham saying he wanted two centre-mids who were basically the same guy so he could have a piston. Remember Les Ferdinand kind of repeating it in an interview as well. Yeah, yeah we want those piston centre-mids who basically are the same guy so one can go and one can drop. So you just want a bunch of vanilla, same shit players who just run around. Like There's no tactics. There's well, no systems. There's no understanding positionally of where you're meant to be during certain scenarios and all that sort of stuff. Like Football has moved on dramatically since the point. Yeah. All he was talking about was having two Tim Sherwoods. Pretty much. Two, Pretty much. Two Tim Sherwoods. He, he, he just wanted, to, he wanted himself in there twice. Yeah. Yeah, just sucking oh. each other off in the centre circle. It's, so, yeah. uh, it's, so, it's ludicrous. So one uh, one thing we didn't cover was the the, the Paratici stuff. I I I see the Paratici thing as uh, uh, oh, yeah. Le- Levy would have done his due diligence on this guy, but also sees an opportunities that before this guy goes down, he's got a little black book that's really really good. Before that gets seized by the authorities as as evidence. We could blag a couple of players here and we won't be implicated in all this Absolutely. shit because it would have happened before us. So he would have blagged all of these players yeah. in a bent fashion. Juve are in the shit. Yeah. Now we can clean up on, on a bunch of players. So Romero is that. When, when Paratici walked in with Romero, that was the thing that... Um, yeah. That was the sweetener for Levy. When Levy was talking to Paratici, he said to Paratici, what have you got for me? What have you got for me? I you I appoint Serie you. I get year, this. Son. This is what I've got. I bring you Serie yeah. Defender of the Year. Brilliant, son. Absolutely fine. His legal team behind him going, this guy's going down, yeah. but we're going to take this for Romero. We're going to go back to Juve. We're going to blag a couple of Benton Kern Kulu. And if this fucker goes down, we won't fucking stop him. We won't stop him because we got what we wanted. This side is so much better now. For Paratici's wrongdoing, bentness, cooking the books, or whatever the fuck he was doing with all of those other guys. But Tottenham, yeah, forget all those guys. Tottenham are in a much, much better place. We get a guy who plays football now, a manager who plays football. Um, take on board the things that Conte have, but leave the rest, all the crap, leave the rest, and use that in yeah. an attacking way and when the shit hits the fan and you have to beat backs against the wall we've done this before we know how to behave and this isn't a shock or, or something that scares us that's where we need to go now and um, I think Levy knew this yeah. took it on board extracted what he could out of this bastard and then leave the rest And, and you know, perfect. what about his fucking piece of shit public address, user-generated content, crap. I mean, I, I, yeah. On his phone by, in a fucking restaurant while he was waiting yeah. he was in between courses. What on earth was that all yeah. about? And some poor bastard had to I, put I didn't, yeah, cutaways, I didn't actually watch put match footage cutaways on it as well. Just have this guy in a fucking restaurant somewhere, the day before the FIFA announced that his worldwide, worldwide band ban... You either knew that was coming and you're hanging him out to dry or you didn't know that was coming. You're all idiots. Why why didn't you know this was coming? And you certainly don't release that video knowing 24 hours later that FIFA bans him worldwide. No. Well, the statement today, did you see the statement? It was only a couple hours ago. Oh, they're pleading ignorance, aren't they? Basically, yeah. Saying this statement has come out of nowhere. Yeah. Nobody was notified. Bollocks. We definitely didn't know about it yesterday when we shot that video. But yeah, I saw the screenshot of the video and I was like, nah, this this guy looks like he's literally just been fucking dragged out of a van and a bag taken off his head. Yeah. Like he's 
he's done. But it's kind of perfect. Like you say, if there would have been some due diligence, you're know, like, okay, this guy's going down. If he goes down, we don't have to pay him off. Because I'm sure there's something the contract suggests if you get arrested or whatever, that we don't have to buy out your contract or whatever if we get rid of you early. Plus, you brought fucking Romero, yeah. Benton Core, Kulusevsky, and Udogi next season. It's like, cool, you've, you've done us a solid. Yeah. Now go to jail. Now go to jail with our blessings. We'll give you a, get you a fruit basket, yeah. whatever you need. To take that guy on when you know his rap sheet, you know his rap sheet. Daniel Levy isn't a fucking... When it comes to shit like that, he won't let a detail pass. It's like, well, yeah, we know what we're getting into bed with here, but we are also getting... What yeah. what we need is a better team. And if I can jumpstart yeah. in the same way that we're getting win-now win managers but not a win-now team, you're getting win-now players to a fucking crook who's about to go down, and if you're not doing it, somebody else would. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge... Um, you know, in the game of snakes and ladders on a on a on a on a on a board, that's a huge win. That's a huge climb. And oh, absolutely. Now, absolutely. Again, he's Maybe. using he's using managers for to get keep Kane on board to keep the sponsors involved to keep the um, to keep the profile up of the team, and it's all you know venal shit, but. Now, take what you can, and it's what he's like, take what you can and leave the rest. You're going to jail. I take your black book. Get a few numbers. <laughs> it's withheld as, 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 as evidence. You know, once it's in that Ziploc bag, we can't yeah. use it anymore. The Tottenham Chronicles podcast is a Pochettino's barbecue production. In association with Does the Rwandan National Team Have Visit Woolwich on their shirt sleeve productions. Featuring two Sunday morning footballers enjoying the fast carnival that is Premier League football through cockerel eyes.